0: And we're going to look at Psalm 103, verse 8 today. It's been about a month since we have looked at <clears throat> excuse me, at Psalm 103. So I'd like to read again uh, from the beginning to verse 8. A Psalm of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. Lord, we bow before you now rightly, to ask, to humble ourselves, to ask that you would teach us, that we would be open to what you want us to learn from this passage, and uh, that we would then apply uh, your precious word. So we thank you for this time to look into this verse, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, in verses six and seven, just to go back a little bit, just in verses six and seven, we saw that the Lord executes uh, his sovereign will by righteous actions, by his actions in history, and he uh, shows himself by his justice for the oppressed. Psalm 9 9, verse uh, verse 16 says, The Lord is known by the judgments he executes. So we see him in the judgments he executes. Our Lord makes his righteousness and his justice known by his acts and by his word, uh, his special revelation. Four weeks ago, I think it was. I read Charles Spurgeon said, "Justice may at times leave the courts of man, meaning it's it's all too rare there, but it abides upon the tribunal of God. That is where justice is. It's at the court of the living God." And then Jehovah reveals Himself. He's known by the judgment taken. We pointed out uh, by the Lord Jesus on the cross, and we were reminded of that. Uh, we're reminded of that every week as we come to the table. Now, here in verse 8, we see more of his character. And if you haven't noticed, uh, the theme this today in our songs and some of what has been shared uh, is the great mercy of God to us. He is merciful. And uh, that thinking about that also certainly prepares us to come to the table. The Lord, it says, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. Slow to anger, abounding in mercy. Now synonyms for mercy, there's really only two. I looked up a number of those in the dictionary. So the most common were two, compassion and forbearance. So compassion and forbearance. Now mercy from a holy God to a rebellious people uh, is a great blessing of course, Uh, unfathomable really. It's an act of divine compassion. God is constantly showing his compassion to us, his mercy to us. Now, and that word is often related with grace in the scriptures, in the Word of God, especially if you noticed in the salutations or the greetings of the, uh, the epistles, it says grace, mercy, and peace uh, quite a few times. So mercy is all too rare in the world because people are so busy protecting themselves that they're not thinking of others. They're not able to give mercy. And uh, mercy and grace are only known, of course, by an understanding of the Lord's actions to us. By his mercy to us, we understand, well, that's what mercy is. That's what grace is. He shows us in himself and in his word and by his righteous actions, like I mentioned, what it means to be merciful and what it means to be gracious. Otherwise, we would not have a clue. We would not know. Matthew Henry said, the Lord is always tender, full of compassion, and ready to forgive. It is his nature to be so. We're praising God that it is his nature to be merciful. We would not be here otherwise. In Exodus 33, uh, Moses prayed, and he prayed very boldly. And he said, now therefore I pray, if I have found grace or favor in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you, that I may find grace in your sight. And I talked earlier about seeking. Moses was seeking to know God, and he poured out his heart, Lord, I want to know you. Show me your way that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight." So he's bold to ask that, and we can, we can be bold in asking. In Exodus 34, uh, then, it's kind of an answer to his prayer. This is before the Lord inscribed the uh, Ten Commandments on the second set of uh, stones, and it says, "'Now the Lord descended in a cloud, "'and stood with him there,' that is Moses, "'and proclaimed the name of the Lord.'" In other words, he proclaimed his character. This is who I am. That's what the name of the Lord means. This is who I am. And this is what he said about himself. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. That is a great mercy. And the word of God is full of examples of the Lord's mercy to his people. And it is his great mercy that any of us, of course, are part of God's people. This morning, uh, we'll be studying with the young men, Nehemiah chapter 9, after lunch. And that chapter is amazing as it recounts uh, how the people in, in history uh, sinned and rebelled, and then they went through horrible times, and then they, uh, they repented. And they cried out, Lord, please have mercy on us. Uh, and he did. He, he constantly showed mercy to them. But God was patient and forbearing to them. So eventually, they repented. They cried out. And he showed mercy. And, and their covenant with him was renewed by that, by those actions, by their repentance, by their faith. He began then restoring some of what they had lost. So it says the Lord is slow to anger. He's slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He has infinite mercy, infinite love for his people. And we see his abounding mercy that he would send his own son to die for us and to forgive us. We see his abounding mercy in the table of the Lord. And now often, I believe, we are quick to anger. And we know from James that that is not the way we are supposed to be. We're to be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. And it says in verse 20, right after that, the wrath or the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. The wrath of man, the anger of man, does not bring about The righteous life that God desires and that kind of anger displeases him and we're not talking here about righteous anger there is a righteous anger but this is a selfish kind a destructive anger uh, that it's the destructive anger of man and it does not produce the righteousness of God God it says is slow to anger and his children should be more and more so and praise God he is sanctifying us in that way he is changing us to be more uh, like him slow to anger And we see so clearly, our Heavenly Father, his great mercy to us in the forgiveness we know in the Lord's sacrifice for us. Our Father imputed our sin to him. The Lord Jesus bore it, he paid for it, he gave his life, he died for us. And our merciful Heavenly Father imputed then his righteousness upon us who have no merit. What great mercy and grace this is, that he would make an exchange like that and he has shown great mercy to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians 1, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. So we are praising this morning the Father of mercies. He's constantly giving mercy to us. He is our heavenly Father. He is the source of all mercies we know, and he is our only true and lasting comfort. Our Lord gave his life to free us, to free his own people, to redeem us that we might begin to know what mercy is. We might begin to know His mercies and then praise Him for His mercies as we are this morning. And the Spirit now enables us to grow in being merciful to each other and gives us the grace to be able to walk by faith. And to conclude, Hebrews 4, uh, it's talking, it was just talking before this about our merciful and faithful high priest. And so it says, let us therefore, knowing we have a merciful and faithful high priest, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And we constantly must be remembering God's mercy to us and finding grace to go forward. We come to this table boldly because God is merciful and he is forgiving, remembering God's mercy to us. And we partake of these elements this morning by faith to find grace. God's abundant favor, that's what grace is. And he he gives it in this table, though we do not merit it. This is a means of grace, a time to be blessed and strengthened by his grace to us because our Lord is merciful. Let's pray. O oh Lord, forgive us for taking your great mercy and your abundant grace for granted. May we not forget your mercy and your forgiveness to us and your divine favor and your grace lavished on us in Jesus Christ, our Lord. We do come now in obedience and in faith, thanking you for being merciful to us. And we come by faith uh, to receive your grace and your favor so that we can continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and, and glorify you as living sacrifices. And so we praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, our King. Amen.